The Masechet has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Shalom Benyaminov. Amen. We begin today's daf on Sadi Dalit Amudrishon, and we are at the Tanur Banan. So it's one, two, three, four, five lines. Uh, from the top. Tanur Rabbanan, Hayah Omed Chutzla Modi'im. So, Erev Pesach, the guy is already uh, outside of the Modi'im area. We learned yesterday, is 15 mil outside of Yerushalayim. V'yachol ikanes besusim u'peradim. So, even though we learned yesterday that you can't walk it, you know, you're not going to be able to get to the Temple Mount at the time of the Shechita, but the Gemara's questioning, if you take a horse, or you take, uh, you know, you ride uh, a mule, so you take transportation, basically, you know, and you can get in. So is the person going to be Hayav Karet, if he doesn't bring the Qurban Pesah in this case over here? So the Gemara says, When the Torah comes along and says that the person gets Karet, it says he was not on the Derech. And this guy was on the Derech, which means, what do I care how we can get in? Bottom line, he has the exemption of uh, derech. He had the situation where he's on the derech. Let's go the other way. Now let's say he's in. He's within 15 mil. He's within uh, uh, the, uh, the radius of Yerushalayim to get in. But he can't get in because of traffic. So it's a technical issue. He's within the, the borders. It's just he cannot get there before the time of the shaita ends because of, uh, you know, backup of traffic, of other uh, carriages and wagons that are uh, blocking, the, blocking the road. You think he's not going to be Hayav Karet? He is going to be Hayav Karet. He's only exempt from Karet. This, this guy was not Bederich. Which means... No, he should have left early. He should have left early. He had to anticipate it. Guys, to know, in a Pesach, you don't leave the last minute... Million people are coming to bring the Quran Pesach. What, 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 you, you were there. So you should, you should leave early. By the way, the guy in front of you got there. So why didn't you get there? Because you left late. So there's a certain negligence over there. So therefore it's going to be Hayab. Karet. Okay. Amar So now we learned yesterday uh, that the person could walk 40 mil a day. If you remember. That was the uh, 10 parasaot a day. So the Gemara is going to go use that now to discuss some uh, astrological uh, calculations. Amar Shita al parse habe'alma. So the uh, statement of Rabbah basically is saying, Shita al parse, which is 6,000 parsaot, habe'alma, uh, is, the, is the world. So that she understands that to mean, Shita al parse habe'alma, that she. Okay, so the compass of the sun that goes from east to west. It covers the uh, the earth, so basically it's saying, sounds like the the, the width of the earth from east to west is six thousand parsaot. The sumcha dirkia alfa parse, and the thickness of the rakia of the of the of the sky is a um, thousand uh, parsaot. Rashi, we have a rashi on that. The sumcha dirkia, which means it seems the way they understood it here is. After the sun sets, it goes through the rakia. 
it's going to like a like a, like a thick uh, 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 you know curtain. So it's got to go pass through after sunset. It's going through an IKEA that's a thousand parzaot. Uh, makes that uh, you know uh, uh, um, pass uh, after it sets. It goes a thousand parzaot. So there's so basically they're saying that the ratio between the width of the earth to the thickness of the rakia is six to one. This is six thousand and this is one thousand. Fine. So the Gemara says, how do we know this? Hata Gemara, Hata Sevara. One, we had a tradition. And one already is Sevara. Now, introduction to these type of Gemariyot, Hakamim definitely knew the science and they knew exactly uh, the way things are working. Whenever we have these Gemariyot that seem to, you know, uh, uh, go against, you know, the logical and the proven science, mm-hmm. you have to say that they were talking on a mystical level and they meant different kabanot. And they, you know, they couch their words in these type of uh, statements over there. But the Hakim uh, clearly knew it from Harzinai. They knew everything, the, the, the traditions. These Gemariot are not to prove that Hakim didn't know science. On the contrary, they were understanding things on a, on a higher level. Anyway, the Gemara says, Yesterday's daf, How much does the average person take to walk a day? I said, Pasaot. Ten parsaot, which is, by the way, 40 mil. Ma'alot ashahar v'anetzah hamah. So we said it takes him from alot all the way to... Ma'alot v'anetzah hamah milin. So we said from alot to netz, five mil. And then we said, mishkiat hamah atzitukhavim hamisha milin. And from shkiat atzit, it also takes five mil. So basically, take away ten mil from, you know, the beginning of the day and the end of the day. So for basically, the day is netz until... And that is 30 meals. So the ratio between the uh, 30 meal that the, that's the day, that's when the sun is out the, during the day, and then the time where it's not out, which means in the morning before sunrise and in the evening after sunset, so that is five. So therefore the ratio between five and 30 is the ratio between what? Six and one. So therefore they say, that's where we got this ratio, that the ratio between the, uh, 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 the thickness of the rakia to the width of the um, of the earth is six to one. So that's the way they're learning it. So they have a themselves. That's the way they did it. She has a different way of understanding it. Also, uh, let's just catch up in Ashi for a second. Hada Gemara. Right, so the, 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 the tradition was 6,000 amma, sorry, 6,000 parsa is the width of the, of the, of the earth. The sevara is how we calculated the thickness of the rakia, based on this ratio of 6 to 1, the gabe, the how many parsaot the person walks uh, during the day. Of yosh rakia had mishisha bayom. Right. <laughs> Okay, so for every five uh, uh, meal that the person walks, the sun moves a thousand parsaot. So that's the way they're basically basically calculating it. The Gemara is going to have a couple of questions that it's not a six to one ratio. The Gemara is going to say 
it's a 10 to 1 ratio. It's a different ratio. So it's not 6 to 1. It's actually 10 to 1. Now, the way we're going to do the 10 to 1 over here is, is they're going to basically understand that it's not 5 meal uh, that goes from Alot uh, Shahar until Nets, like we said. It's 4 meal. So therefore, if it's 4 meal, so therefore, they're going to look at it as the 4 meal against the entire amount that a person could walk during the day, it's 40. So 4 to 40, that's the way they're going to do this calculation, 1 to 10. So 4 to 40 is going to be 1 to 10. Otherwise, you won't get to 1 to 10. The Gabriel says it's a 10 to 1 ratio. The only way, that's the only way you can do the math where it'll come out 10 to 1. Because technically, if you're going to do it the way we did it before, it should be 1 to 8 because it's 4 to 32. Because if you're doing 4 and 4, right? So therefore, it should be 32 in the middle. So the ratio is going to be 4 to 32, which is... 8 to 1. But the Gibran is not saying 8 to 1. The Gibran is saying it's a 10 to 1 ratio. So therefore you have to say that they're looking at the whole number of the 40 against the amount of uh, uh, milim that are before uh, sunrise or after. Rashi said, uh, Gibran, sorry, Metive, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ov Yosher Rakiya, Echad Ma'asara Bayom, it's 10 to 1. Teda, Kama Malak Adam Benri Bayom, Eser Pastor. That never changes. That the, the daily traveling of the day of a guy is Eser Parsaot. That's the key. It's not five million like we thought. It's actually four million. And from Shkat Tzit, it's also four million. Now, by the way, the Gebra says, Tiyufta de Rava, Tiyufta de Ola, Tiyufta. So the Gebra says, these rabbis that came along in six to one, you have a problem. This is a two yuftah against them. This is a mitim. It's a brayta. These are amoreim. They can't go against the brayta. So they calculated it a six to one ratio. It's not. You're going against the brayta. It's actually more like ten to one. Let's continue. Now, Rabbi Yohanan was the rabbi that came along and said that um, a person walks in one day uh, forty uh, meal. Uh, and then we said, how, how, and how did we break down his 40 meal? We broke it down by saying it's five meal before sunrise, five meal after sunset, mm-hmm. and then you have the 30 meal in the, in the middle. So the Gabbana comes along and says, should we say that it's a question against him also? Because if he's holding it, it's five meal before, mm-hmm. so it's the ratio of six to one again. Yeah. So therefore, but, but we just said it's the ratio of, it's four, it's not five. The, the medium that a person walks earlier. So is it a question according to Rabbi Hanan? So the Gabbana says, By the way, what did I say? I just said a statement, person walks 40 meal a day. The rabbis came along and started explaining me that, oh, I'll tell you how he's splitting it up. It's five before, five after, 30. I never said anything about that. The rabbis came along and defined it like that. The rabbis defining me made the mistake. Which means uh, they counted uh, the extra meal, which means Rabbi Yohanan really held its four meal that a person walks from sunrise till, uh, sorry, from dawn to sunrise. So why did the rabbi say five? Because people actually start walking before dawn. They get up before dawn. So they're actually walking one meal before dawn. And they're also walking one meal after Siddiqo Khabim. So the rabbis counted that extra meal to my hajbon. But actually, I wasn't talking about that. Really, I agree that it's four meal. And therefore, if it's four meal, meaning from dawn to sunrise, and from shki'ah till tzit, it's four. I, 
the extra one, you're right. Those are people that get up early and walk and stay late. But it's actually four, so therefore there's no question on me. I hold the same ratio. It's four to 40, which is uh, 10 to one. The Gemara comes along and says, And if Hanina was the one that brought actually the proof that they measured, that they took Lot out of uh, Sedom early, you know, at the Alot HaShahar, and they got him to, uh, to Tzohar at Netz. And they did the measurement, and uh, they said, what? It was five million. So therefore you see, it is five million. So how could you come along and say that it's four? Uh, we see over here, we brought it out, yeah, that the distance between Sodom and uh, 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 Soar uh, was five, uh, was five mil. So the Gemara answers, what? Lo, vayaitsu shani. says, vayaitsu. They hurried him out. Okay, so if you're hurrying, so that a person can cover more ground. Vayaitsu. Vayaitsu shani. Really, normally, it's four mil. The only reason why they're able to cover the five mil because they were traveling quickly. It says, vayaitsu. So therefore, at this point, by the way, Although this Gemara doesn't sound like it's a halakhic Gemara at all, but there's a tremendous halakha that comes from this. From here we learn that from Shkiah until Tzeta Kochavim, it's four mil. Which, by the way, this is how you calculate Motzei Shabbat. This is how you know, how do you know when, when Shabbat is? Shabbat is, is, is set. There's a tremendous stira, as we famous stira that always the post can talk about. One Gemara says that Tzedek uh, Kochavim is um, uh, three quarters of a, uh, of a meal. And this Gemara's mashma, it's four meals. Everybody's trying to square it off. And basically, the, the Mepharshim come along and say that if you want to go like uh, uh, Rabbeinu Tam's uh, Shita, which is the way they learn Rabbeinu Tam, he's saying that there's, there's two Shkia's. There's Tehilat Shkia'ah and there's Sof Shkia'ah. So basically he learns that the first three and one quarter uh, uh, milim after sunset is still, is still day. It's still day. And the last three quarters of a meal, which would be like 13 and a half minutes, if you hold the meal is 18 minutes, that would be Ben Hashem Ashot. That means Ben Hashem Ashot doesn't start till 58 and a half minutes till after, sorry, after sunset, which is three and a quarter meal. And then the four meal would be 72, if each meal is 18, and that's where you get 72 minutes of Rabbeinu Tam. Now the Geonim have to learn it differently. The Geonim have to say, no, Shkiah is 13 and a half minutes. Shkiah, Setekul Chavim is 13 and a half minutes after sunset. Setekul Chavim, 10 minutes. Or we would say 20 minutes, let's say, to, 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 based on where we live. 20 minutes, Firu Shalai, maybe it's a little longer here. But they all, and what's this, what's this four meal over here? That's when it's very dark. Uh, that's when it's, uh, you know, for, 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 I don't know what halachic uh, uh, benefit, we have to know it, but Geonim hold, that's just giving you when the, the stars come out and it's very, very, very dark outside, we have no sefik. But they'll hold that really Siddur uh, Ravim is much earlier, is actually the three quarters of a meal after, uh, after, uh, after, after, after Shkiah. Nonetheless, again, I'm just showing you this, Gemara is not so impractical. This Gemara, we learn a fact over here. That there is four meal from Shkiat uh, Tetzit, which is, uh, again, that Poskim used this Gemara when they're calculating, you know, the times and so on so and so forth. This is the famous Gemara against yes, the back. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Gemara Pesachim that they used to question the Gemara on Shabbat. Four meal or three quarters of a meal. Right here. Okay, so now the Gemara comes along and says, um, 
Basically, we said the sun, when it travels east to west on the, on the uh, earth, it's 6,000 parsaot. That's the distance that it goes. So basically, a lot of questions over here that it seems from different statements that it's much more. That's much more than that. First question, Tashema. Mitzrayim hi arba me'ot parsa al arba me'ot parsa. So Egypt is 400 parsa by 400 parsa wide. Mitzrayim yachad b'shishim b'kush. Mitzrayim is only 160 of the size of Kush, which let's say is Africa. V'kush yachad b'shishim ba'olam. And Kush is 160th of the world. And the world is 160th of Gan. And Gan is 160th of the place called Eden. And Eden is 160th of Gehinam. Comes out the world in comparison to the size of Gehinam. The world is so small, it's like a pot cover covering the large area of Gehinam. Now, now, what do you see from this uh, Gemara over here? If you're going to assume that the Braita is telling you that the world is 60 times 60, as large as Egypt, so the area of the world would come out to 576 million square parsaot. Now, obviously, uh, that would mean that the, uh, the uh, circumference uh, uh, would come to 42,500 parsaot, which was much greater than the 6,000 parsaot that we said. Now, the Gemara comes along and says, Tiyufta, it's a question. Now, but the Braita is the Braita. So that she has to just tell us, okay, where, where, in the, where is this in the earth? So he has to say that it's not in the civilized earth, it's in the deserts, in the wilderness, in the oceans. We're talking about the sun traveling 6,000, or this, this crazy number, 42,500 Pesaot. It's not in the civilized area, it's traveling in areas that are remote areas. So that's, that's how you get to this this large number. That's how that she has to reconcile where are all these extra parasaot, where, where, where they come from. So they're in wilderness, they're in, you know, areas remote and so on and so forth. Tashema. Amazing. The whole civilization lies under one star. It means the size of one star is the size of the earth. It's, 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 it's the same, uh, it's the same size. The Gemara wants to prove this that what? That basically the diameter of the star is the same uh, uh, width of the earth. The Gemara proves it. Just focus your eye on one star. You walk to the east, no matter how far you walk, it's still in front of him. It's opposite. Wherever you go, you're going to see the, the star. You don't see any noticeable change in the star's position. Which means basically, that one star is uh, the same the diameter of the, of, of the earth. Good. So a single star is at least uh, as large as the entire civilized world. Now, the Gemara comes along and says, Michlal, the question is over here, Okay, that means the whole world, civilized world, is under one star. So this goes against Rava's view that the world is only 6,000 parsaot. Why? So he says over here from Rashi, let's read Rashi. Tahat um, Kochav. Uh, is good. Let me just find it myself. Yes, Tahat Kochav Echadomed. Tahat Kochav Echadomed. The Kama Kochavim Esh Beratia, the end is bad. The Kevan the Kochav Echad Mahazik at Koha Yishu, Beroin Anu, Shah Yishu, Biote, Meel Pasta, Hare, Kama Kochavim Shebarakia, Yishu Behad, the whole Kochabayanim, Banaharot, 
Right, which means obviously we see there's, there's, there's thousands of stars. So you tell me the one star is just covering the civilization, but all those other stars have to be equal to that. And the sun is going across it. So therefore the sun must be not traveling 6,000 parsaot, must be traveling thousands and thousands, who knows how many hundreds of thousands. Now of course she says, where are those parsaot? Okay, in the Midbar, outside of the civilization. But the point is, we're only under one star, but we see there's other stars, and the sun is going across it. So therefore it must be that the earth is wider than the 6,000 parsaot. Deyubta. Tashema. Okay, Eglah basafon ve'akrab badarom. So these are constellations. I guess what constellations are? Groups of stars, configurations of stars. So basically what I'm saying is, is um, Akrab, which is, Eglam, um, oh, sorry, Basafon, which is Taurus. And Akrab is Scorpio, and that's going to be in the south. We have one of these constellations in the north, one in the south. I'm just looking at a picture that I have in my art scroll over here. I see, okay, I see the wheel of the zodiac. Okay, it's true. The way they have it over here, on the north, just look at the earth, and it looks like you have a ring going around, like a, a, a sphere going around the earth with all the, um, the constellations. And one of them is called Akrav. So Akrav actually is to the northern side of the earth, and which is the north, I'm going to call it the north, I'm assuming yes. the northwest and then Taurus would be south, uh, southeast, which is basically, the Gemara I want to say, the whole earth is in between Scorpio and Taurus. That's the, if you look at the, uh, not the whole earth, the, the earth, maybe the civilized part of earth is between Scorpio and uh, Taurus. Okay, what does the Gemara want with this? Gemara says, Bekole Yeshuv Kulo, it says that, and the whole uh, civilization it takes the sun an hour to pass across all of civilization. What does that mean? That the sun doesn't enter over civilization, but only an hour a day. What does that mean? That's true. Which means... In the fifth hour, the sun is in the east. An hour later, the sun travels all and ends up in the west. So you see, from east to west, that's just one, one hour. But we know that there's 12 hours in the day. So therefore, the Chaurah, that east to west, you're telling me it's 6,000 parsal, but we know that it's got to be 12 times that, because that's only one hour east to west. So therefore, what, what do you do with the other, with the other 12 hours? So the Gemara says, uh, and we know at midday, it's, it's, it's right on top. In the seventh, it's in the west. Which is at 12 o'clock. So since this is the universal experience, the sun must pass over all of civilization during the middle hour of the day. Apparently, the circuit of the sun is 12 times the size of the entire civilized world. Which is far larger than 1,000 parasaot. It's, it's, it's got to be 12 times more, which is interesting. I mean, I, I, he, he asked the question that's obvious over there. Not in every place is the same time. Right. This is making it like the whole world has the same time. That it's just from east to west in, one, in every location. This is not, not the case. I mean, 
He just says that the proof seems difficult and assumes that the noon occurs everywhere at the same time. But it's really not at the same time. But the point over here is that they're looking at it, let's say it's universal, so east to west happens in one hour, but what about all the other 12, what about the other 12, uh, the 12 circuits that the, the, the sun makes? It's 12 times the size of the civilized world, as we know, because there's 12, 12 constellations and so on and so forth. Okay, Tiyufta. Uh, next one, Tashema. This actually, we learned in Haftarah recently. This is when, um, uh, this was what, Hidam was uh, building a, uh, let's see who was it. Tashema. The Amar of Yohanan ben Zakai, Ma teshuva heshivato batkol leoto rasha. What was the answer that the uh, batkol, the heavenly uh, voice, uh, answered that rasha? Oh, what did he say? B'sha'al she'amad, at the time that Nebuchadnezzar said, correct, E'eleh al bamoteav, I'm going to rise up to the clouds. I'm going to be like God. I mean, he, want, he wanted to basically reach the heavens. So what did he do? He told him, You Rasha, the son of Rasha, Ben Benoshim, the brother Rasha, grandson of the brother Rasha, We know that Nimrod created a rebellion during his reign. How long does a person live? If he's healthy, strong, Just from the earth to the first heaven takes a, a distance of 500-year journey. And the thickness of the rakia, So right, right there you have a question. Here it's saying the, the thickness of the rakia is 500 years walk. And he said it's a thousand parsaot. And 500 year walk obviously is much longer than that. And, 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 and uh, uh, the Gemara in, uh, in Hagiga said that the earth is as broad as the distance uh, from earth to the Nakiya. It's, it's the same item. So if that's 500 years, that means the earth is 500 years also. So I can tell me 6,000 parsaot. That's where the question lies. In between each Nakia, because there's seven heavens, Right. So what do you think? You're going to reach the heavens? How long are you going to live? If you live 80 years, how are you going to be able to travel all that distance? You know where you're going to end up? In Sheol, in the depths of the pit of Gehenna. But basically, you see what? that the rakia and the earth is much thicker and much wider than the opinion that Rabbah said 6,001. Teyuv ta. Okay, this part, I didn't get. There's the part that I don't even have the ability to explain it, so I'll just read it with the art scroll. Tarun Banan, Hachmei Yisrael, there's a big mahluk between the, the, the Jewish hakamim uh, and the Goyim. Basically, you have the wheel. We'll call it, wheel is basically a, a sphere. It's like a, the, 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 the ring. And on the ring that we saw, you have all the zodiacs over there. So the question is, what's moving? I think the Mahalokot over here, is the wheel moving and the zodiacs are, are, are staying in place? Or is it that the wheel is staying in place and the zodiacs are, are moving around? Whatever that means. But that's... Uh, Hypothetically, what the discussion over here is: what's actually what's actually moving? 
I don't know if this is where the big controversy lies, where they, they talk about that the Hachamim didn't know that it's actually the sun that's fixed and it's the earth that's moving around the sun. Because here they use this Gemara to say as if the Hachamim thought that it's actually the sun that's moving around. But the truth of the matter is it hasn't been uh, uh, proven so much because it, it, it depends where you're looking it from. From our vantage, it looks like the sun is, is fixed and that we're moving around the sun. But if you're looking from a different vantage point, for we know it could be that actually the sun is, 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 is moving as well. But nonetheless, the Achamim, like I said earlier, knew the signs, but I think here's where they bring the proof where there's a big controversy in what, what's moving. And Achamim Omot HaOlam said what? Achamim Omot said, Galgal Choser, that it's actually the, the wheel that's moving, and the Mazalot are Kibu'im. And the Mazalot just stay in their, in their place. Amar Abi Teshuvah Ledevrehem. So Abi came along and said, uh, I guess we could uh, ask a question, right, on the... Uh, Guim on their, their philosophy. Right, remember we learned? We said that uh, Egla is always in the north and Akrab is always in the south. Mm-hmm. And he said, you'll never find it uh, the opposite. Um, so I guess, I guess you have to say that if you hold like the Guim that say, that the zodiacs are in place and the wheel is moving. So I guess if you say the wheel is moving, so that would cause the zodiacs that are in the north to be in the south at one point, or vice versa. Where the Achamim are coming along to say that it's the zodiacs that move, but they go back into their position. So it's not the, 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 the wheel that's moving. So this will not be a problem for the Achamim. Again, I'm not an expert on this, uh, on this um, phenomenon, but the Gemara has a question but keep that of Ahabari Akov, the Gemara says, I don't know what's the proof. Maybe it's like a sphere that rotates like the blade of a mill, like a pivot of a door. We know, we know what a pivot of a door means. The door moves, but the pivot stays. Even though the door swings back and forth, the pivot stays. And uh, the blade of a mill, that means I guess you could have different blades moving in different directions at the same time. Fine, but that, 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 therefore they tried to say that somehow, even according to the Guim view, that says that the uh, the wheel is moving and the constellations are are um, are fixed, that it could still not contradict this inyan of you know uh, that we found Egla, that we, we never found Eglab Darom and Akrab Safon. That would not be a uh, a question. Again, you want to look at the odds score of he has a whole uh, uh, couple of uh, paragraphs here to explain the science of it. Now let's go to the next one. The next one says, Hachmei Yisrael Umrim. Okay, this is another mahluk. Bayom Where does the sun go after it sets? What happens to the sun? So the Hachamim say it goes under the Rakia. Under Rakia, under the sky. Rakia. Bayom, again, the mapta in the rakia goes under, like, it like comes out, it comes out of the rakia. It's like a, imagine the rakia is like a curtain. It comes out of the rakia, and then in the night it goes back in, the malam in the rakia. That in the day, the hama goes, like the hakamim said. Here's where they argue. They learn at night, the sun actually goes under the karka. 
Not under the rakia, under the earth. <coughs> That's where the mahluk is. Where does the sun go at night? Is it under the rakia or is it under the karka? Wow. They seem, the, the rabbi said, their shita, the goyim shita, seems to be more uh, reasonable than ours. Why? At night, the wellsprings are hot. Why should they be hot? Because goyim might be right that the sun is under the earth. So when the sun is under the earth, it heats the, it heats the wellsprings. Whereas in the day, the shebayom, I'm sorry, shebayom ma'ayanot, yes, sonenim. And in the day, they're cold. Why? Because it's above. So according to us, why would the wellsprings be hotter at night? The sun is not going underneath the earth. But if you go like the goyim, that say the sun goes under the earth, so therefore it heats up the, uh, the waters. Fine. In the summer, the sun travels high in the sky. So the earth gets the heat of the sun. Because it's far away from the earth. It's very high. It's very high. So underneath, the ma'ayanot are not going to get the heat of the sun. So therefore they're cold. In the winter, the sun travels low in the sky. Because the earth is not getting the full uh, uh, ray of the sun. However, since the, the sun is closer to the earth, the ma'ayanot are going to be high. The sun travels four paths over the course of the year. I guess those are the seasons. Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, which I guess we would call spring, so it goes, you know, through the mountains in order to, uh, to melt the winter snow. Tammuz Ab Elut, we recall, I guess, summer. The sun moves to civilization in order to ripen the fruit. That would be called autumn. It moves to the oceans in order to dry up the rivers. Tevet, Shabbat, Adar, which we recall, I guess, winter. It goes into the Midbar, so it doesn't uh, uh, dry out the seeds that are germinating in the fields. Okay, Maruk Hashem, Yatsano B'Shalom. This, uh, you know, is obviously a very cursory understanding of these Inyanim over there. Uh, nonetheless, we read it, simple understanding, basic understanding, uh, I think we have. Okay, now we get back to this Riyot. Nabi Ezer said what? Meskupat Azara, which means he held that what's considered derech lehoka. You don't have to be 15 mil in Modi'in. Derech outside the Temple Mount, outside the Azara. Because where's the place where you make shaitaf Kurban Pesach? The Azara. So as long as the guy from, from midday until sunset is outside of the Azara, that's considered derech lehoka. Which is really not the Hukar at all. He's one foot out of the uh, out of the Azara. Doesn't matter. That's considered derech lehukar. The Apal gave the matzayir. The Gemara says even though he can go in, I mean the guy's one foot out. Just stick your foot in. Velo amrina lekum ayir. And we don't tell him, hey, why should the guy be patu from karet? Tell the guy you're right here. Just jump in. The Gemara says, wait. Ve'atanya arel. That's the guy's uncircumcised. Shelom mal. Right. He didn't circumcise himself. Anosh karet. This punishes is karet. Same rabbi. Now why does he get karet? Let the guy say, hey, I'm uncircumcised. Because we tell the guy, circumcise yourself. Who told you to be uncircumcised? Circumcise yourself. So just like we give the guy 
Karet, because he could circumcise himself. So we should give the guy Karet, because walk in. Why you give the guy a pass when he's Rehoka, and you don't give him a pass when he is Arel? Let him say the same thing. The guy was Rehoka, basically, what is he answering? I'm outside now, leave me alone. So let the guy Arel say, I'm Arel now, Patur. No, we told the Arel guy, I have Karet, go circumcise yourself. So we should, it's the same rabbi. The same to be the answer should say to the guy who's Rehoka, which is really not Rehoka, he's just outside the, the Azara, go in. Remember we learned this rule? The derech lechoka exemption is for tahor people. It's not for tameh people. So therefore, in you have a gizrat katuv. If you are a tahor guy, you have an exemption if you're derech and it's a legal exemption. And we're not going to tell you, go in. Mashikin in arel is like a tameh. Therefore, you don't have, you don't have the exemption. So the since you don't have the exemption, we're going to tell the guy, go circumcise. Don't compare the arel to a derek lechoka. Arel is like a tameh. A tameh does not have that heter. So therefore, in the chenami, the bilias is consistent. When it came to arel, we tell the guy, purify yourself. Go uh, go take a brief milah. Otherwise, you're going to have Lechoka is tahor. The Torah gives an exemption to the tahor guy. Read it in Nashi. Let's start with Nashi. Um... No, let's start from... Okay. Fourth line? Yeah, beautiful. Right, we don't tell the guy, go in, otherwise we will be Right, right. Not, not because of Brit Mila. Not because of Brit Mila. And she's coming to tell you that the guy gets Karet not because of his Brit Mila status. That could be Arab already. You know, we're talking about a new Karet of... Of, uh, of Pesach. Alma. Alma, Amiyane Ukumeho. Derek Rehoka, Patrat Hatahor, the Harehu, the Derek Rehoka, the Husta Azara, Derek Rehok Negre, the Afina Mirihok Makom de Masse, Malahalan, Hustamekom Hashero, Afkan, Hustamekom Hashero. Which we'll see. We'll see that. She's giving you, you know, coming attractions. We'll see that. Vershero, the Pesach Bazrai, Hilka. Lo Amina Nekum Ayal, about N Derek Rehoka with Hamet. What's the reason why we exempted a Tamer guy? Because he can't eat the Urta. He can't eat it. Physically, he cannot eat it. Okay, good. So this Arel, you can eat it the Urta. Just take a brief minah. It's very simple. So therefore, we're not going to give you, we're not going to give you the exempt. Vahachinami. Right. The Tameh, if he can eat the Urta, like we said, Yom Shvi'isha, though we had a quarter of Chitot, he has to bring it. Arel, let him take a break me now. I asked me about Derek Rauka. Rauka was said not by a time, it has a different gedin. Derek Rauka is not the pshat. He can get in, not get in. Bottom line, you have a patur. He's not the whole guy. So obviously, he's not working with the same gedin. Uh, uh, will he be that oi? He's that oi. He's the whole. And the pshat is, you're Derek Rauka. Hawk, you're outside of the place. You get an automatic exemption. But if the Arel is Derek Rauka, if the Arel is Derek Rauka, you know, he doesn't get a tune of the Rehoka. Only for Tawar people. So the fact that he's 
Makes it worse. Makes it worse. Exactly. Makes it worse. Hundred percent. Comes the Gemara and says another answer. Amar Tanaehi. Oh, it's a mahluk at what the Bidi Ezet said. Let's go slow. Till now, what we say the Bidi Ezet says? That, what is the considered the hukmakom? Outside the azara. One step out of the azara, that's already considered the hukmakom. But not everybody holds like that in the Bidi Ezet. It's actually mahluk. Tanae, the Tanya. Bidi Ezet, Omer. Neymar the hukmakom ba-pesa. Neymar the hukmakom ba-ma'asir. Ma'asir sheni. It also says, ki yirhak ba-mecham makom. Which teaches me there's a lot of rihuk makom also eating ma'asir sheni. What do you have to eat ma'asir sheni within the walls of Yerushalayim? So the Gemara says, "Ma la'lan chutz le'achilato." So when we said rihuk makom by ma'asir sheni, what, 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 what did we mean? Outside the area where you could eat it, which is what outside the walls of Yerushalayim. In that case, so therefore afkan chutz le'achilato. So obviously it's the same chutz makom. So they were, where would Chutz Makom mean in Pesach? Outside of Yerushalayim, not outside the Azara. Mm-hmm. It's a new Gede, we're saying. It's a new Shita of the we, we didn't learn outside Yerushalayim is Chutz Makom. We learned outside the Azara. Now they're comparing it to Maaseh Sheni. Just like Maaseh Sheni, the Chutz Makom is where it can be eaten. Mm-hmm. And where is Maaseh Sheni eaten? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So that means the Chutz Makom is outside Jerusalem. And where's the eating of Pesach? Jerusalem. So to also there. Rabbi Yoseh, by Rabbi Yudah, and Meshub Rabbi the Ezer, got another sheet of Rabbi the Ezer, Chutz La'asiyato, oh, which would mean, it's outside the place where you can slaughter it, which is what? Da'azara. Okay, so basically in Arabotai, we have two sheet already. We have, is it Da'azara? Is it uh, Yerushalayim? Oh, so that she comes along now and fills in the answer. No, I don't see an answer over here. All I just see is that Rava showed me that, hey, Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is not so simple what's considered the hukmakom. Some say it's the Azara, some say it's the words of Yerushalayim, but we're trying to answer a question. We're trying to answer a question over here. You, Rabbi Eliezer, said when a guy is an arer, we basically tell the guy, kum behol, go circumcise yourself. Why don't we tell the guy, go back in? So the boss, oh, because it's not so simple what, 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 what's considered the hukmakom. So that she's going to tell you, just like you see over here, that there's opinions, could be there's a third opinion that we don't know about. Wow, unbelievable the way they made this question. Maybe there's a third opinion that says, actually the hukmakom is mamash far away. So then what, how are you going to tell the guy, kum, kum, kum alech, he won't, be, he won't get there. <laughs> he won't be able to get there. Which is, it's true, in these two cases, he's, he's, he's relatively close. But there's a third opinion that says, maybe the Hukmakom is not in Israel. I don't know where he is. He's far away. Now, I don't know where that opinion is. But if there's two opinions, maybe there's three opinions. So therefore, if you learn that there's another opinion like that, so therefore, there'd be the is consistent. He holds Nikhanami. If the guy was close, we'd tell him, go in. Just like we would tell the guy, Abrit Milah. But this Hukmakom is very far. That Kum Talech is not going to help you. Read Rashi on that. Um, uh, she just telling you, how do you learn Asiyato from Asir Sheni? Because where is Asiyat Masir Sheni? Or where, where is Masir Sheni? In Yerushalayim. And where is, where is Pesach mainly done? In the Azara. It's not Akhila anymore. You have to, you have to, you have to 
you know, uh, finesse it a little. It's, if you're learning that achilat ma'asir, it's true. Where, where is ma'asir basically done? Good, in Yerushalayim. Where is Pesach basically done, not eaten? It's basically done in the Azara. That's how they're learning it. Mm-hmm. Alma, here's the key. Alma, ika tana'ed de fligi bedidabili ezit. The tana'ed arel, shelo mal palig ve'amad, de lo patar bebili ezit, ela be'omed, chustamudi'im, de lo matsino lememar kum, lememar kum. Unbelievable. So that she said, that tana of arel, that tells the uncircumcised guy, which is Nabili Ezid. Kum Arel, it's Nabili Ezid. You know what that Tana holds? That Tana will hold that Nabili Ezid and Gabili Chukbakom holds that this is Chutzlam Odi'im. So you can't tell the guy, Kum, uh, Kum, 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 So it comes out, there might be three different opinions of what Nabili Ezid holds. Is it Chutzla Azara? Is it Chutzla Chomat Yerushalayim? Or is it actually Chutzlam Clearly that's not our Mishnah. Clearly that's not our Mishnah. But nonetheless, it's a mahlukat tanaim na. Keman azlaha. Finally, the Gemara says, who is this coming like, this opinion? The Amara bi Yitzhak barab Yosef, betime'im halach achar roba omdim ba'azara. Remember we learned about Tai that if you have the majority of Kleiser time'im, so then uh, they don't get deferred to Pesach Shini, they actually bring it on Pesach Rishon. But now we're learning where are these time'im? They have to be, you know, in the location. What's the location? So it says, Rova Omdim Ba'azara, implying that what? That right outside of the Azara, you're you're not there. They have to be viable, they have to be in the place. Now, who's the opinion that holds that Rihuk Makom, or I should say Kiruv Makom is the Azara, and Rihuk Makom is outside the Azara? Keman, Kirabi Yoseh, Barabi, Yudash, Shabbat Mishum, Rabbi the Aizet, that just told us what? That the Bidi Aizet, the Hukmakom is right outside the, uh, the Azara. Very good. Amar lo Rabbi Yoseh lefichach. So remember in the Mishnah, we said that the Hukmakom is right outside the Azara. So Rabbi Yoseh tried to prove it from that little dot that's on the Rehoka. Because Rehoka would normally mean far. But no, what's the dot? That's come to minimize it. That doesn't mean uh, really Rehoka. It's a halachic rechokah, which is right side out of the azara. That was the shita of Rabbi Yosef. Tanya, Rabbi Yosef Gilidi Omer. Derech. Right? The Torah comes along and says that if somebody's on the derech, he's, um, he gets uh, Pesach Sheni. Shomeya ani mahalach shnaim o shlosha yamim. Derech sounds like a derech, meaning two, three days away from Yerushalayim. That's the normal way I would say derech. That's what I would have thought. Kishihu Omer, but when it says the other side of the coin, that when he was actually close, ubederech lohaya, right? Which means the Torah comes along and says that the guy was not on the derech. So therefore, over there, it never mentioned anything of the hokah. When it mentioned the first derech, it mentioned derech rechoka. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like, rechoka, two, three days. But on the flip side, when he was close, it says, ubederech loaya. It doesn't say, bederech rechoka loaya. So what does that sound like? Any derech. Any derech. So the Gabriel says, magid. From there we learn, from the fact on the tahor side, it just said, ubederech loaya. It sounds like any, any which way derech. Melamed, magid, jaskupat azara v'la'utz. From there I can learn that even outside the Askupah is considered a derech. Read Rashi. 
you can read that one. That's right, beautiful. Which means, let's say you have rov tim. It's a great, great nashik, very important nashik. Let's say you have a, 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 a lot of timim in the azara. But rov Yisrael tehorim ahus azara. You don't count them. They consider the rechokah. They don't factor into the hejbon. So therefore, bottom line, it's rov timi'im ba'azara. I don't care what's going on outside the azara, which shows you what? That anybody outside the azara, like those tehorim, you're not counted. You're, 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 uh, you're not part of the hajbun for Bessah Rishon. So we could have said pages ago, when we said if it's 50-50, you put a sheretz on somebody. We could have just said just move. Oh, that's a good, it's a good point Norman said. Remember last time when we had that 50-50 case? So we said, oh, one guy would share this. You could have done another thing, send them out. Send them out or send them in, meaning location can affect this. Uh... No, no, it's good, uh, good, uh, good, good, uh, good she'ela, by the way. Good she'ela. And Tosfot says the same thing, by the way, like Rashi just said. Okay, read the uh, last Rashi, nothing we have on that. Okay, that is today's Dafra Botai. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.